the Fade the Noise podcast with Brad Evans and Nate Lundy. Place your bets. Brad the Big Noise Evans here, joined by the good sir, Nathaniel Lundy. This is the Fade the Noise podcast. And I want to start off today's show with a quote. Uh, Jim Polzin, who writes for the one of the Wisconsin papers, uh, the State Journal, I believe, is what it is. Uh, after last night's winner for Chucky Hepburn, which was an improbable at an angle off the backboard through the hoop bucket. And by the way, the bank was wide open because Johnny Davis hit one too, which it towed the line uh, and he got bumped in it and it banked in and they knocked off Purdue and Wisconsin uh, will earn at least a share of the Big Ten title and they knock off Nebraska. They will win it outright for a team that was predicted to finish 10th before the season began. Just give Greg Gard all the trophies now for Coach of the Year. It is stunning what this uh, school has done and what they have achieved this season. But Johnny Davis had maybe the quote of the year, Lundy, uh, after Chucky Hepburn's winner. Last night he said, quote, I'm not going to lie, that was some bullshit, but it went in. (laughs) Yep. I saw that quote afterwards and I thought, you know what? I I enjoy uh, when we actually see people – be straight up with us, you know, not like, well, you know, we've been practicing that. And uh, no, uh, that was bullshit, uh, but it went in (laughs) (laughs) like, you know, when Steph Curry shoots stuff, you're like, oh, yeah, that's just Steph being Steph. But sometimes you got to call bullshit when that's true. Oh, that's exactly what it is. You know, well, Steph, obviously you saw the the viral video of him just, you know, stepping back draining stepping back draining I mean it was all consecutive and stepping forward draining 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 in practice it's unreal the stuff that he does but yeah heaping pile of bs last night in Madison uh, and unfortunately my line I will not be getting more than likely will not be getting a share of the Big Ten title but dims to breaks congratulations to Wisconsin uh, their luck I think will turn around at some point 15 and one in games decided by six points or fewer and I think Lady Luck will rear her ugly head. Uh, maybe the Big Ten tournament, and potentially two in the NCAA tournament. But a win is a win. A title is a title. And they're going to add a trophy to the case. With that, let's get to a couple of more of conference tournaments. I'm going to get underway here today, Lundy. And I'm going to throw out two. The OVC, the Ohio Valley, and the Big South. Now, the OVC... It's going to be the Murray State Invitational. I mean, they are heavy chalk, minus 185, to cut down the nets in that exercise, according to BetMGM, and and they should win that sucker. They have obliterated, they have throttled, they have thrashed pretty much everybody in the entire league. Uh, This is a team that's built an at-large worthy resume, uh, 2-1 against Quadrant 1 competition. Those Quadrant 1's coming in road wins at Belmont and at Memphis, uh, they do have a blemish, a black eye, a quad three loss against ETSU in a neutral court setting. But still, K.J. Williams, guy's got four 30-plus games this season. Uh, this is a, an offensive juggernaut uh, for reason. Uh, for that reason, they are number one in points per possession, scored to the OVC, and number one in adjusted offensive efficiency in conference play. So, no value at all in that tournament, in my estimation. So, I'm not even going to focus my attention on it. Let's go to the Big South, however. I do like Winthrop at 3-1 to one to win uh, the automatic berth in that conference tourney as uh, the Eagles, 14-2 in conference play. Uh, they were the best 
team, according to KenPom.com, an effective field goal percentage offense in league action, shooting 37.5% outside the arc and 60% from two, which is nuts. Uh, I know Longwood uh, won the regular season title. They did lose to uh, Longwood, which unfortunately was not my name in high school, uh, 92 to 88. Uh, but this team... Uh, with the sharpshooters of Good and Hightower, both those guys any over 40% from distance, uh, they can catch fire, and I think they could flap their wings into the NCAA tournament. So, again, at plus 300, I think that's the best value on the board. Any thoughts on the OVC and the Big South, my man? Well, I mean, I'm not worried about the OVC because uh, you pointed out it's Murray State. That's not one that I'm interested in bidding in, in betting on just because there's way too much uh, chalk going on there, and I just don't know that anybody can challenge them. Over in the Big South, though, I mean, uh, come on. How can you not place a bet on Longwood? I mean, it's <laughs> Longwood, Brad. I mean, Longwood. <laughs> Uh, are you See? saying it's, it's See? a girthy all selection? I had to do, all I had to do was say it, and and you're laughing, uh, right? It's like Beavis I, a butthead, dude. Right, I mean, exactly. No, uh, I do think it'll come down to both of them. Uh, Longwood took uh, the, the North. There's two divisions, if you're not aware, within the yep. Big South. Yeah. Uh, you know, so Longwood took the North. Winthrop took the South. That should be your championship game right there. Um, Longwood's at a – I saw DK's plus 140 plus right in that range. Plus in MGM right now. Well, there's some value. You want to talk about value? There's value right yeah. there uh, yeah. at plus two ten. So um, I do think you know getting three to one on Winthrop, uh, not a bad idea with the Eagles. It's I believe, barring some crazy upset, um, it's going to be one of those two teams that should be your championship game in the Big South right there. So um, it should be those two, and I I like that. I had not shopped it over at BetMGM yet, Brad. That's good to know that it's sitting at plus two ten. <laughs> You said Longwood. Yeah, yeah, Longwood. And with that, let's get after it on this Hump Day edition, Hockey Hump Day edition, with another Fade 5. Number 5. All right, Lenny, let's throw out the puck and make some bucks. Uh, Before we uh, hit the old record button on the program that we use for this podcast, uh, you said it was kind of a, a craptastic slate of NHL games. So uh, <laughs> did, you, did you sift through the muck? And find some value somewhere. What do you got for me tonight on the Well, I, I think there's some value. And this is a little bit of a TYG, which probably means, uh, based on some of my hockey ups and downs over the course of uh, the last 10 days or so, you may want to fade the living shit out of me on this one. I'm just throwing <laughs> that out there. Um, but the, the Kraken... Uh, will be at home tonight against the Nashville Predators. And for whatever reason, Seattle's not good. We know that. We've picked on them a lot over the course of uh, this uh, season in hockey. But for whatever reason, I'm going to take them at plus odds. Uh, They've only won nine home games this season, only seven on the road, uh, to give you an idea of how bad that they have been. But this Nashville Predators team is not exactly world beaters. They have had some very down games. Seattle does tend to play a little bit better at home. They have picked up uh, their overall performance here as the season has gone on. I mean, they're obviously not a threat to anybody. They have been an underdog in almost all of their games. But for whatever reason, I've got a feeling that the Kraken can figure it out tonight. These two teams have split 
their two meetings so far this season. Nashville won in Seattle, but one of Seattle's road wins was actually in Nashville. So this Kraken team knows that they can beat the Preds. If they can get a good night of goaltending, which has been hard to come by for Seattle, but if they can put it together for one good solid uh, evening up there in the Pacific Northwest, I'm going to take Seattle, and I'm going to take the plus 145 payday. Oh, release! The Kraken! Uh, thank you for allowing me to say that. Number four. All right, let's move on to the NBA. And uh, yesterday, we got it right, actually. I had Reggie Jackson under 20 and a half uh, points, and he finished with 17. Uh, so winner, winner, chicken dinner. Uh, that we had to pay up on the juice at minus 125. This one at a an identical juice. And I'm going to go back to the points perspective here. And I'm going to go with somebody in your neck of the woods, a member of the Denver Nuggets. And I'm going to take the under. On Aaron Gordon, 14 and a half points against the Josh Giddeless OKC Thunder. Now, you look at what Gordon has done. He's been under this in five of his last six. Uh, and then over his last 10 games, he's averaging 14.2 points per game. Uh, earlier this season in a pair of matchups against the Thunder, four points and 12 points in 24 and 25 minutes played respectively. Now, OKC, uh, number 13 in the NBA in effective field goal percentage, team number 11 in adjusted offensive efficiency. But again, not having Giddy on the floor uh, does loosen them up a little bit here defensively. Still, I'm going to go with the trend. Uh, I don't see Gordon getting to 15 or more points in this one. And OKC, even down, uh, their superstar rookie, still unrelenting defensively. So, Lundy, fade or follow, Aaron Gordon, under 14.5 points against the Thunder, minus 125 at DraftKings. Uh, I will follow on this one. Gordon, um, as you said, the two performances already against Oklahoma City, um, you know, getting ready for you bet tonight. Tonight I was already looking at some of his stats, and I was like, ooh, we're, we're going under. Uh, yeah, a little with these, rich, these are- man. Yeah, it is a little bit high for him. Now, he you know, he plays well at Ball Arena. He does well when they are at home, but I just don't think this is one of those games or one of these matchups that just sort of fits him. Um, so I like this. I'm going to take the under. Um, I, I'm going to take the under as well. I'm going to follow the trend of what he's not only done against Oklahoma City, but what he's done recently. Gordon has been um, a, a big part of what this team is doing in terms of their winning streak, what they've been, what Denver's been um, doing of late, but it's not necessarily stuff in the stat sheet. So let's take the under the 14 and a half. I think is too high. I bet you he gets to 10, but probably sits right there. Yeah, don't expect Gordon to be a flash in the pan. Number three. All right, Lenny, let's go to college basketball. God, what a superb night of games last night. Uh, I couldn't stay awake for the Arizona-USC matchup, uh, and I'm glad I didn't because it was pretty much a blow-off from start Oh, it was awful. It was awful. It got to (laughs) halftime, and I just went to bed. I was like, this is stupid. Zona is doing exactly what we thought Zona would do. Uh, to USC because you and I both think that USC's ranking is inflated. Yep. Um, and I it got it, they were getting close to halftime, and I'm like, screw it, I'm going to bed. This is dumb. I'm telling you, folks, <laughs> uh, this USC team got exposed last night. Their perimeter defense is a major downfall, and if they are matched up against a you know three point shooting team. Uh, one that can shoot consistently from outside in the NCAA tournament, uh, they are susceptible to a first-round knockout. Uh, Just nothing impressive at all about this Trojan squad uh, from my estimation. Anyway, uh, from the left coast to the right coast, let's talk about the Johnny, shall we? And give me the over on 77.5 team total points against fading Xavier Lundy. And I I think St. John's, I also like him at minus one right now at DraftKings, so you got to pay up for 
uh, that line at minus 120. That Johnny's one of the fastest teams in the country. We talked about it. Uh, it's chaos. That's what Mike Anderson likes to feature. He likes to confuse. He likes to bewilder the opposition. And he does it often with tremendous, tremendous success. They are number two in the nation in just a tempo. Uh, they are number one in Big East play in turnover percentage. D forcing a, an opponent miscue on 20.7%. Of their possessions, uh, they beat down Xavier on the road in Cincinnati earlier this season, hanging an eight and a six and winning by 13. And you look at the Muskies, number 189 in effective field goal percentage defense on the road this season. And they don't mind playing in a more brisk tempo, number 20, 121 and adjusted tempo on this season. So uh, giving the breakneck pace of St. John's, uh, given the fact that they've had success against the Musketeers and looking at Xavier and how they're tumbling down the mountainside right now, there's a lot to like here with the Johnnies. Uh, I think the Red Storm will certainly bring the thunder and a whole lot of lightning. So give me the over, 77.5 team total points against the X-Men. And again, a little early bonus time. Also, we'll lay the Unpunto uh, on the side as well, minus 120 at DraftKings on the line, minus 115 at DraftKings on the team total. Fade or follow? Uh, I will follow on this one. I like the pace of this one. I also like all your weather references. Yeah. We're storming. Yeah. There's lightning. It's I very, got a meteorology uh, degree. I got to use it, it from time to time. It, it's very well. I'm glad you're finding use for your degree, Brad. There's a lot of people <laughs> in our generation that don't do jack squat with their degree. They've they've moved on to some other. You know, they're like, "What'd you study in college?" Oh, uh, you know, horticulture. Late, late 17th century pottery, and <laughs> like, what do you do now? Oh, I own an IT company. I mean, that, just stuff like that. Right. Uh, but. I will. Uh, I'll follow on this one uh, against Xavier. You talked about. You know, they put 86 on the board uh, when they played them. Uh, what about two weeks ago? Um, and St. John's uh, in in their games, they are consistently hitting the over. They've hit the over four times in a row. They've hit it seven out of their last ten. So their games are going over, and part of that is because they are scoring. So I'm going to follow you on this one. Let's get some points out of St. John's. Run, Johnny's run. Stick around for my top picks in college basketball on this Wednesday. Plus, bonus time in the NHL, the NBA, and it's stinking March. More college hoops. Number two. All right, let's go ahead and get back after it and slam one home. And let's do a little two-leg money line parlay, my friend, and have a payday as a result. Give me UConn on the road. Against the Creighton Blue Jays in Omaha, Omaha, and give me Marquette on the road against uh, Decrepit DePaul in Chicago. Uh, Both those road warriors win. Uh, It's plus 170 at BetMGM. Here's why I like UConn. Uh, No starting point guard for the Creighton Blue Jays in Nimhard. And last time out, man, did they look... uh, very susceptible, very vulnerable overall. Uh, UConn's played well away this season. They're 5-4 and four on the road overall. 0.953 points per possession allowed in those road matchups. And they're also number 37 and adjusted offensive efficiency away from stores. Uh, meanwhile, you look at Marquette. Uh, on the road this season, they're shooting 35.8% from distance, 53% 
inside the arc, and overall number 35 in effective field goal percentage offense. DePaul, meanwhile, at home this year, number 199 in adjusted offensive efficiency, and where they're most beatable is outside number 242, Lundy. In three-point percentage D. So Cam Jones, Morcell, Justin Lewis, uh, those guys should really open up the skies and splash the cylinder early and often. So, again, down them hard, creating a completely different animal. Uh, I think they lose to a UConn team that plays some great bully ball and very balanced and playing excellent basketball at the right time right now. And then Marquette, given their ability to rain down triples and uh, the weakness defensively to Paul, they should steal a victory there. Uh, both those hit straight up, plus 170, bet MGM, fade or follow. Oh, I like plus 170. You got me on this one. <laughs> like the way UConn's been playing, like this paired up. Look, I've uh, I, I've taken a, a swing, uh, and some of them I've connected, but I've also taken a swing and a miss on several multi-leg college basketball money line parlays got kicked right in the nuts really badly last night but you got to get back on the horse and you know how you do that brad you stop trying to hit home runs lundy you just go for little singles i like these two leggers this is actually a really solid payday for a two-legger a lot of times when you try to put the twos together you're only going to be at say a you know 110 125 you get up to a 170 on a couple of teams that you and i both have faith in uh with the matchup tonight i'm with you Two-legger, payday, take Marquette and UConn. Ah, yar! Parlay Pete, be good to me, my man. Let's score a winner and get seduced by the juice at plus 170. Number one. All right, let's go to um, one of the marquee matchups of the night. Uh, This one played in Fayetteville, Arkansas. Uh, Lundy, I'm talking to the must bus on the radio show on Friday. Ooh, yeah. fancy. Yeah. Look at you name dropping. Yeah, well, I, 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 you know, full disclosure, I used to work with his wife at Yahoo Sports, Danielle Musselman, uh, outstanding human being, and I t- sent her a text and said, hey, can I get your lovely husband on my radio show? And she said, hey, Eric, you're doing Brad's show. And it was done. So there, there you go. So hey, it's, it's to good to know the people. right people. Yes. Yeah, well, always go to the wife first. And you play that card, and chances are, uh, yeah, you're going to get what you're looking for. So, uh, as a result, uh, Eric Musselman, uh, his red-hot Razorbacks are hosting LSU tonight uh, there in Arkansas. And I'm not going to focus so much on the side, though. I kind of like Arkansas laying the five and the half. Uh, They have covered in seven of the last ten games as a favorite uh, but I think the better value on the board is the under overall in the game. And it's up to 141.5 right now at FanDuel at minus 114. And that's the direction that I am leaning. Um, Arkansas has played stellar defense, and that's underselling it because they're number one in college basketball at adjusted defensive efficiency, giving up 0.858 points per possession since February 1st. Over that same duration, they're number eight overall, according to BartTorvik.com, and uh, that site's efficiency ranks. They force an opponent turnover 21.4% of the time, surrendering just 27.5% from along the arc. Meanwhile, I look at LSU, uh, a team that's really struggled to uh, do their own miscues. Uh, number 318 in turnover percentage offense over the last 30 days and nearing number 200 in effective field goal percentage offense over that same span. It was 65-58 to 58 Arkansas in the first matchup, so well south of this proposed number. And here's the kicker, Lundy. 
LSU this season has gone under in 19 of 29 games. So, again, given the defensive prowess of the Razorbacks and, you know, the Tigers are no slouches in that regard as well. And given the trend, uh, this one to me almost feels too easy to cash a ticket. So, fade or follow LSU, Arkansas, under 141 and a half, minus 114 at FanDuel. Yeah, but when you start sitting back going, oh, this is just too easy. This That's when there's somebody behind like two-way glass working <laughs> for the working for the book, Brad. Kind of like those old uh, detective shows, you know, yeah. where there was the guy yeah. on the other side waiting to see what the uh, bad guy would say. Um, there's somebody at the book behind two-way glass that just uh, heard you say that, that is now laughing maniacally. Uh, because they're like, oh, Brad thinks it's too easy. Uh, I am going to follow you because I do find this one a little bit odd, but there's part of me that goes, okay, somebody knows something, man. Somebody knows something for this number to be where it's at when you look at how these two teams have been, when you look at the fact that like LSU, the under has hit five times in a row that they've been an underdog. Um, I mean, it's just they, they've just consistently – you talked about it. These two teams are hitting unders. Uh, they're playing defense. So part of me wants to know what the hell they know that you and I don't know, but I'm going to cross my fingers that maybe just for once we're in the right, and I'm going to follow you, and I'm going to take the under. All right. Uh, let's pray to the gambling gods. This comes true, yes, but please. a sucker is born every minute, and uh, I have been born and birthed multiple times. So there, <laughs> <laughs> there, there it is. Uh, all right. Before we get out of here, let's work in some bonus time. Choose your own adventure. What do you got tonight? Uh, let's look at uh, a couple of hockey things. I mentioned the fact that it's kind of a craptastic um, uh, lineup tonight. There's only four games, which means you're limited in terms of the options that you can do. But I want to look at Toronto uh, that's hosting Buffalo. Um, and this is should be an absolute uh, 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 ass-whooping um, by Toronto. If you look at the straight money line in this game, you're talking about Toronto sitting at a minus 425. That's mm. how heavy of a favorite that they are. So even if you take the puck line at a minus one and a half, it sits at minus 165. So I'm going to give you a couple of different options here. If you want to take Toronto, take them on that puck line at a minus 165. Just pair it up with another game that you really like tonight um, and just do a simple two-legger like what Brad was just doing a minute ago with UConn and Marquette. Go find another game that you really like. Maybe there's an NBA game that you like cross sport it whatever because minus 165 is a lot of juice but toronto has actually won eight of their last 10 games by multiple goals and Buffalo's not very good um so they should win this one by multiple goals so take them on the puck line the other thing you can do uh is you could same game parlay this i want to throw one at you where if you take toronto minus one and a half as one of your legs in the sgp and then take william nylander to be able to get a goal he has a goal in two straight games um, Austin Matthews is great, but the problem is Austin is always at negative juice um, for him to score a goal because he does it so consistently. So I'm going to roll with Nylander. If I put just those two things together, that's it. Two legs, same game parlay. Toronto minus one and a half, Nylander for a goal. It's plus 235, and I think it's highly likely to happen against a very suspect Sabres team on the road. So there's a couple of ways that you can play it on a limited lineup of hockey tonight. Uh, all right, let's get back to college basketball. Lenny, I don't know if you realize this, and you featured this on your You Bet Tonight show, but Middle Tennessee is 24-5 and ATS this season. Ooh, That's insane. That is a pretty number. It is insane. Uh, and they were taking on Charlotte, a team that they beat by 15 earlier this season. Now they're on the road, but they're only laying two. Auto bet. Smash well, it. <laughs> it's yes. done. It's done. 
So I'm going to take the Blue Raiders minus two. You don't need any other reasoning. I mean, even if I laid out a case for Charlotte and it made complete sense and it was, you know, 100% rational, MTSU just is finding ways to cover. They're that team this year. So I like them quite a bit. Uh, Elsewhere, uh, I got Davidson and Iowa State paired together in another two-leg money line parlay at plus 110. Iowa State at home taking on a scrappy and pesky Oklahoma State club, but the Cyclones 14-4 and inside Hilton, and they have the six-best adjusted offensive efficiency rating in home matchups, forced a ton of turnovers, uh, really shackled the perimeter. Oklahoma State, by the way, 2-7-1 ATS in their last 10 road games. So, again, Iowa State to win straight up. And then I'm pairing that with Davidson. Uh, Bob McKillop, the Silver Fox, bunch of sharpshooters on that team. They're taking on George Mason. The Wildcats meow, have won seven of their last eight games. One of the most efficient offenses in the country, netting 57.6% inside the arc uh, and over 34% outside of it. So uh, I know, you know George Mason is jack-happy, a ton of threes uh, that they unleash. Uh, but I think Davidson will get the win at home. And again, that's plus 110 when paired with Iowa State. Also on the money line. Oh, do you like money line parlays? Here's another five-legger. Uh, give me Seton Hall. Give me George Washington. Give me Maryland. Give me Wake and Big Forest. And give me Louisiana Tech. All five of those hit. That is plus 216 on the money lines. Uh, and then one more I'll toss out at you. Notre Dame. Uh, laying one and a half at Florida State. Uh, Florida State's got a slew of injuries. Uh, I think there is um, some value here that is baked into this line because Florida State won on a last-second shot against Virginia, so that recency bias uh, playing into this. Notre Dame's played well away from South Bend. 7-4 on the road this season, number 9 in effective field goal percentage offense uh, away. And, man, they can shoot the rock from outside with Ryan and Goodwin and Lazuski. And Florida State's biggest weakness is defending the three. They're number 325 in the country in three-point percentage D. So, I uh, like the Irish to fight their way to a cover, minus one and a half in Tallahassee. And that is a wrap on this edition of the Feed the Noise podcast. Uh, please follow Lundy on Twitter, at Nate Lundy. Check out You Bet Tonight as well. Check your local listing for Channel and Time. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter, at Noisy Huevos. Drop us a rating and a review if you enjoy this podcast. And until next time, as always... Feed or follow, that is up to you. Feed the noise.